Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. I want to start off today by thanking our sponsors. I want to start with the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. They're always so great about hosting our show and making this a free podcast for all the listeners. The Homegrown Preschoolers offering an amazing deal on their curriculum this holiday season as well as a free stocking stuffer, so check them out. Lastly, I want to say thank you to Kiwi Crate. Just got our new crate in the mail yesterday. It's a hydraulic claw, you guys. I cannot wait for Henry and I to get started on that. Thanks so much for helping this be a free podcast for everyone. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Real Kathy Lee. So glad you guys are here. So Leslie, my business partner, is a homegrown preschooler, and I were talking about Christmas. We were talking about the lean years we've had and, you know, how in the world we had Christmas with so many kids with so little money. And we thought, you know what, if that was an issue for us, it might be an issue for you this year. So I invited Leslie on, and we are going to do a couple things. Number one, we're going to talk about it, give you some ideas. We're going to offer you a deal on our curriculum if you need a great present for your family and we're just going to have fun. So, Leslie, welcome. Hey. How are you feeling? So I'm finally kicking the crud. It seems like every holiday our family starts to pass around something yucky around Halloween. And and it seems like, I mean, I'm almost afraid to say it, but I think we're almost all healthy. Oh, good. Yeah, I think I'm starting to get it. So, excuse me if I cough halfway through this podcast, but... I know. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a, we're all excited, we don't sleep, we eat more sugar, but yeah, we tend to get cruddy around this time of year too. So let's talk about Christmas. You know, you and I have been friends for a long time and we have had to provide Christmas for a lot of kids for a lot of years. Yes. Yes. And some of those years have been leaner than others for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think... You know, I learned so much during those lean years, right? I mean, I oh, 100%. look back and I'm thankful for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, let's talk and, about it. Let's talk about – go ahead. Go ahead. Well, and the other thing is, I think, too, I I think in hindsight, I had approached those holidays knowing things were lean with such dread and such worry and anxiety. And when I look back, it's like all the needs were met. And my kids never suffered from not getting the latest and the greatest. And, um, and they have nothing but positive memories. And the funniest thing is when you ask them, like, well, what was your favorite Christmas or what was your favorite birthday? Oftentimes, it's those years where I did what I thought was, like, the lamest thing ever that they remember. So I think we have to trust God to kind of take those <laughs> Loaves and fishes and turn it into something amazing, you know, for our for our children. Because he knows. Well, I think it's so. Yeah, and I think it's so true. It's like when I do that memory talk out on the road, and I always ask people what their childhood memories were like. No one talks about the expensive toys they got or the grand things their parents did. It's always the everyday moments. It's always maybe the you know just the routine of reading at night or you know, a favorite book that the family had or something like that. So I think it goes the same with Christmas. I think if we could just all take deep breaths and not compare what we're doing with what the world is doing, that will set us off for a much better holiday season. Oh, 100%. 100%. Excuse me with all my coughing. Well, let's talk about gifts. Let's talk about 
What have you done on the lean years? I tell you, I have to let people know, though, however, it's really unfair because you are one of the most creative women I've ever met in my life, and so you can take anything and make it spectacular. So really, this is oh, a little I don't bit unfair. Know about I, that. Probably I just be, think it's like I desperation. I don't know if it's creativity. <laughs> this is like desperation. But um, no, I think you are incredibly creative. Well, we had this one year that I can remember a few years back that um, my husband lost his job, like, I don't know, like the second week in December. And it just was like, are you kidding me? And we were kind of already living to pay- paycheck to paycheck. So I was kind of like, oh, no, you know, what are we going to do? And um, and so we have five kids. And I didn't know what I was going to do for Christmas. And it, it really turned out that we had, I don't know. $25 for each kid or some like really to me it seemed like based on the like the high standard that like my family had set when I was a kid or whatever that I just wasn't going to be able to provide and so we started getting really creative and just kind of prayed about it and it's one of the things that I was talking to my son about this the other day um, we kind of my husband and I went and walked around Goodwill and one of the things that we found was one of those big boxy TVs with a videotape player. And it was like $5 because who wants a big boxy TV anymore? But right. for for our little girls to get a TV in their room that they could watch videos on, that was like a big, massive thing to them. And so so that was one of the things that we did for them and that was a wow to them but it for us it was like five dollars um for our son i bought a refrigerator from goodwill like you know those little dorm fridges that they have yeah and that's one of my favorites i remember you buying oh it was so great (laughs) i filled it with pickles and whipped cream and mountain dew like you know the whipped cream canisters that you can like squirt in your mouth because those were his three favorite things he thought that that was the most amazing thing that he could have his own fridge in his room you know (laughs) and and that's the thing that i realized it's like in giving them those gifts i kind of stepped out of my comfort zone like do I really want my kid to have a six pack of Mountain Dew in his room probably not (laughs) you know probably not ideal parenting practice but for Christmas it was you know it was almost part of the gift was like letting go a little bit and um and you know I didn't fill it with Mountain Dew all the time or whatever but that little fridge proved to be a great thing because when I did see him contributing more having a specially good attitude or whatever it was fun to go stick some special treats in there but that's still that is one that's his favorite christmas that he remembers isn't that great yeah that's exactly what I was going to say too take a trip to goodwill and I love that it was a date night for y'all so you kind of double up there having a date night i remember just knowing my kids like they were into Polly Pockets one year, I mean, the girls, and I just couldn't afford all, I mean, Polly Pockets are crazy expensive, but if you just have friends who have kids a little bit older, they're probably so sick of Polly Pockets, and they will gladly donate their Oh, Polly yeah, Pockets shoot it out on you. Facebook. Does anybody have <clears throat> any little pet chopper? And I'm sorry, yes. can I just 
just say a word of like mourning over the fact that they don't make Polly Pocket anymore because for a preschooler, <laughs> it's like the clothes went on easy and you, they didn't need yeah. to help. <laughs> with a Barbie, yeah, it's they, like I'm oh I'm constantly goodness. having them bring me the Barbie going, help. You know, I can't even well, get to those clothes on the thing. Because unrealistic size of the boobs. Come on, everybody <laughs> can do that. Know. Get a tight shirt over the boobs like that. What are they talking about? But yeah, so um, I do make yeah, Polly so, Pocket. <laughs> Yeah, me too. But I think that that was one of the best for me. I remember somebody gave us this huge dollhouse that they were getting rid of, and I stuck it away for Christmas. And it was fabulous. It seemed brand new to my girls, and they used it with their Polly Pockets, and they loved it. And so it doesn't all have to be new and shiny, especially in these early years. You think of things, like if you didn't listen to the podcast last week when I talk about my favorite holiday gifts or Christmas gifts, most of the things I talked about, requires creativity and imagination on your kid's part. So that makes it a little bit easier. I mean, not everyone has the tools, uh, the skills that your bee has on making things, but tell them about the year you made the flower shop for Rosie because they could do something oh, similar. that, you know what? I think, wasn't that the, that might have been the same year. That might have been the same sucky year. I think it might, um, yeah. <laughs> Those sucky um, years oh, is what we're talking great. about. So in yeah. our curriculum, a year of plain skillfully, we have a link for a pattern to build this kind of generic PlayStation. And it looks like a little lemonade stand or whatever, but you could switch out the signs and it has little shelves on one side and a chalkboard on the other. And it could be a flower shop or a post office or a um you know, a candy shop, an ice cream store. I'm trying to think of the different Hair things, salon. We did hair, hair salon, salon, pet store. So what yeah. I did is I went to the dollar store and I bought some cheap plastic. He built the thing and it cost $25 for him to build it and all of the supplies. And um, and some of it we probably made out of scrap, I'm guessing, like because none of the wood pieces were really big. And so mm-hmm. anyway, I went to the dollar store and I bought stuff for – I think I did a post office, a flower shop, um, or I might have done the flower shop later on, but I know I did the post office. I did, like, play food for a grocery store with a little cash register. And seriously, for the post office, I gathered office supplies. I printed off some pretend stamps. I made up little envelopes that had pictures, like, instead of a stamp I used a picture of someone, and I would put their address, like her grandparents, and I put the address big in block print, and I laminated them so they look like letters so that if she wanted to write a letter, she could copy the address and know where it was going to and write letters. Um, But I made this whole little basket of stuff for her, and then I went on Facebook and said, does anybody have an old mailbox? And it took all but two minutes for somebody to go, oh, I have a mailbox on a post I used to use in my classroom when I taught school, you know. And then I had this awesome mailbox on this post. And so don't be afraid if you have ideas to just throw it out there and ask people if they have stuff. And then what we did as Valentine's Day came up, I went and got a bunch of fake flowers from the dollar store. And some of that styrofoam foam and I put it in little pots and tin cans and things so that she could jam the the flowers in there and make little centerpieces and oh my goodness that little play stand has been so many things over the years yeah that and, if was you a can, and if you 
for somebody like me who doesn't know how to build, then you could, again, go back to your Goodwill or thrift shop. Often people are getting getting rid of puppet stages. You know, yes. they bought an old puppet stage and thought that was a great idea, or an actual lemonade stand. And those you could you could take and then turn it into what we're talking about. But I think that was one of the best things. I mean, you still have that. And oh, she play with that. Yeah, we today. can't get rid of it. We can't get rid of it. She's yeah. eight. It still is used regularly. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. they just hauled out all the flowers and we're doing flower shop the other day. So that's still yeah. something that I think we got it for her when she was three and three or four, and that has been a constant, you know. Pl- entertainment for all kinds of things. So let's and I mean they gifts. made it into a pet store. They put all their webcams yeah. in there. Vet, the vet, didn't they do a vet clinic? A vet yep. clinic one time. I mean it's been so <laughs> many things. Um, yeah. So I love your creativity. This is what I I'm just gonna wrap that up and move this on though, but what I want to just kind of summarize. What I love that you did, you looked at where your kids were, what they were interested in, and you made plans accordingly. Again, you didn't go out and say, hey, this year it's the XYZ toy. You said, hey, my son would think it's the coolest thing ever to have a fridge in his room, and you made that happen for on your budget. The girls would think it's hilarious to take all of our old VHS tapes and have a TV in the room. I mean, I love that. Um, you know, not a, like you. We're not huge fans of having TVs in the room, but in this particular case, it was fabulous. They had all these movies that were all approved movies. That's all they could watch on it, and they thought it was the coolest thing ever. So I love that you met your kids where they are, and you did it while on a date with your man at Goodwill. I think that's pretty amazing. Well, so, you know, and let's talk right. about stocking gifts. Can we talk about stocking gifts okay. for sure. a, a yeah, quick yeah. minute? Now, you've got yeah. a great tradition. You do shoeboxes. Can you tell everybody yeah. about that? Because I think that's the coolest thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think you and I are going to talk about traditions on our own podcast. We're going to have a separate okay. podcast about traditions, but I will briefly mention it. Um, but it started because of a budget, so it's kind of appropriate. So when my dad, my dad is one of 11, they were very poor, and all they received for Christmas was a shoebox. And in that shoebox, they would receive some fruit, some nuts, a piece of candy or two, and then one toy. And that was their entire Christmas. And so um, my grandmother would save boxes all year and save wrapping paper all year, and she would wrap the shoeboxes and make it special. So my parents decided that instead of stockings, they would carry on this tradition and do shoeboxes. Now, you know, we didn't stick to that was our only present, but it did become like this special thing that we looked forward to. Our boxes, we would say, are our favorite gifts. So then when um, I became a mom, I wanted to do the same thing and carry it on. And, I mean, it's insane how many boxes I buy, but we do. We I try and put fruit and nuts. I honor my dad, and I put a little candy, and then I try and put something they need, like some socks or underwear, just to embarrass them, something goofy, and I'll put gift cards, and I'll put just like, you know, some something that's just fun and unique just to them, like to my girls. It might be a new lipstick from Sephora or something that, um, you know, but again, on the budget years, it could have been a lipstick from Walmart. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, you know the girls love Walmart. Didn't have to be from Sephora. Uh, well, you know, a friend of mine did. We did the coolest thing last week. So you know how you end up getting like the box of stuff that you have in your closet that's like your regift pile. You know, of maybe like, what? Who does that? No, <laughs> bath gel that you didn't love the smell of. Yes, or, yes, yes, um yes. I mean, just like oddball things, or maybe you stopped at the mm-hmm. store and you found something on clearance and you bought five of them, but only ended up giving out whatever. Well, we all end yeah. up with this kind of little storage of regifts. So my friend the other day was like, hey, I've got all this stuff. Do you want any of this for their girls? And she sent me pictures. And I was like, 
let me go get my bin and I'll spread it out and take pictures and you see if there's anything you want out of your bin. Yeah. And it was the greatest thing. We both walked away with a big old bag of of basically free gifts that we can give our kids. But it's like it, it's all new stuff to my kids. Um, and it was great for her. So, I mean, just I thought, what a great thing. What a great idea for a party is if you had people bring <laughs> 10 re-giftable items to a party yeah. and put them all out on a table and let everybody walk away with 10 re-giftable items. Yeah, that's a great idea. And who again, would know? You, <laughs> you know? Well, well, not only who would know, but you also, I mean, like you said, on clearance, man, on clearance, you can get some crazy deals. I mean, and so if you, but, but you don't want to give your kid 10 of all the same thing, but if you buy something on clearance, you bring it to this party and then you swap, that's a fabulous idea. That's a great way to do stocking well, stuffers. And and I always struggled too because people would be like, Oh my gosh, have you been to such and such? They have the greatest they have the greatest thing and I'm thinking to me myself, No, I haven't been there. I have five little kids. What makes you think that I would want to go that I have time to go <laughs> peruse clearance rags? That's really unappealing. Right. You know? And so I loved the idea of shopping people's, you know, gifts other gift bins so you might have some friends that awesome. you want to do that with um they would have that, to be good friends because what if you find your own gift in the re-gifting pile <laughs> I I see i'm them. not so that sensitive really it wouldn't bother me um, oh goodness i'd be I like think. crushed i'd be like what did i do wrong so <laughs> they have to be good friends we could laugh it off <laughs> But yeah, well, what's think, really I funny think, is i've had that happen like a couple times where somebody is giving me back something that i gave them Oh and yeah. Like, oh thanks. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. I guess you thought I would like it more than you. Um but no, that's I think that's true and um a great thing to to use what we have. I mean, I think we get caught up, especially internet shopping. Man, I'll look online and I get lost. I'm like, Oh, they would like that and ooh, they would like that. And you easily could just blow your budget in a matter of, you know, three clicks. But um, if you really just start, I think the key is go back. Start with your kid. What are they into? What do they yes. need? And I don't mean need like underwear. I mean like need like some imagination, need like, you know, creative stuff to help them move forward. I think if you start there, it's going to help you. And I do think, I mean, I can't say enough how much I love the walking around Goodwill or any of thrift store because a lot of times it will just <clears throat> spur on your imagination. Like you'll see something. Like you probably didn't plan on buying the fridge until you went there and saw it. Or the TV and thought, huh, that would be great. Oh, and so. you know what else? Two children's books at Goodwill. I have yes. found the most quality books at Goodwill. What a yes, um, great idea. And it's like if you have little kids and you go find everybody a book at Goodwill, they're like a dollar. So, um, you know, that's a great thing to pick everyone a book. And I think, too, sometimes it can be overwhelming, but if you do kind of think – systematically a little bit like okay i'm gonna get everybody their favorite piece of candy i'm gonna get everyone a book i'm gonna buy like i just saw at target target has the cutest christmas ornaments this year in sets like in sets of four or whatever like they have these beautiful antique bird looking christmas ornaments that clip on the tree with beautiful feathery tails and there's four of them in the box for ten dollars and so I was thinking that I'm going to go back and buy that box because that's $2 an ornament. And I'm going to write them a note and to include with the ornament 
that I bought them because I remember my great-grandfather having those kind of ornaments on his tree, and I want them to, mm. to think about that. And so so that's something special that I was like, yes, you know, I've got something, you know, that can be meaningful. Also, the other thing is you might have a kid who really their their love language is gifts of – or um words of affirmation. And so writing a note to your child about what a gift they are to you and what you love about them can be a really special thing to and can mean more in the long run um than everything else that you put in there. Also Oh absolutely. You know I'm the fan of that. Like food wise, like pickles are a thing in our house where we just cannot keep pickles in the house. So if I give everybody their own <laughs> jar of pickles, they're so excited. Um, yeah, we do that. We do Slim Jims. They all love Slim Jims. And so oh, isn't that funny? Yeah, it's just a, 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 such a funny thing. Or um, Lily loves peace tea, so I'll probably get her one of those giant cans of peach peace tea and put that in her thing because that's one of her favorite things. Samuel, he has a thing where he likes to try every energy drink ever and he's keeping a chart on what how bad they taste or whatever like it's just a thing for him so I'll probably go try to find him some you know weird gas station energy drink but did they all have their their things you know that that they like so don't be afraid of being creative and and don't worry about having the latest greatest it's just not what it's about. I mean, it, it, it's a two-minute conversation with one of their friends, what they got, <clears throat> and that's it. It doesn't really, I mean, the rest of it is that time in the home with you, with their thing, and that, that's what they're going to remember. They're not going to remember, man, I had to tell my buddy that I didn't get the iPhone 10. also. They're not going to remember that. I mean, we've been around long enough. We've talked to enough kids. We've talked to enough adults with memories that that's not the stuff we remember. <clears throat> so let's move on to food. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, that's always fun. You are the queen of food. And with this, I kind of want to talk about, too, I don't know about you, and I do know actually about you, we always have to give gifts to teachers. And even though we mm-hmm. homeschool, we our kids go to hybrids, and so we need teacher gifts, and we need, to, you know, gifts for church, and we need gifts for our husband's office, and we need all these things. So <clears throat> usually we do a food item. So tell us some of your tricks on a budget. What are some of your best food items to give away and then also food items just for your kids? Well, you know, I think a really sweet thing for a teacher is to take a meal off of her plate, you know, in the busy season. And so there's been some years where I've made a lasagna and rolls and stuck a bag solid in a gift bag and given that to a teacher. Or, or What a great a, idea. I love that. Or a big bucket of soup, you know, because soup is cheap. Um, that would be a dog barking in the background. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, so I've done that. And I'll also, in the show notes, I'll put a link on to what we've done a few different years in a row. Um, I found a link. It's like dollar store crafts. <laughs> Embarrassing. But dollar store crafts. And it was like this chunk of wood that you glued to a candlestick and covered up with burlap twine and glued a little clothespin on it or whatever. And it's like a place to hold a note. And I have my kids write a thank you note to their teacher and put it on there. And you can put a photo or a note on there, but they were darling. And I think I made them for two or three dollars and they didn't take that much time. And, and it was personal because the children wrote, you know, thank you for all you've done 
And so I think something like that's a good idea too. I think that's great. Um, yeah, I, you know, the candy, my kids love making stuff. They love the whole baking every year. They want to make some of our you know, favorite things. And again, we'll talk about that on the traditions podcast, but you can do those if you're making large quantities that help so much and then break it down into smaller quantities to give the teachers. And I know as a teacher, when I would receive stuff, it wasn't about, oh my gosh, who's going to give me the best gift. It was about how thoughtful, I, you know, it was that they took the time to do whatever. So personally, I always loved the homemade gifts that the kids would make and those treats that, you know, they help their parents do. I love that from a teacher's perspective. But let's take a break. Oh, and you know what? And, I also love ahead, just yeah. like a $5 Starbucks gift card as a teacher. When those Starbucks gift cards rolled in, I was like, yes. <laughs> so that was yeah, like a great, a great little thing. Starbucks gift card. I do um, Let's take a break, and we'll come back. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about how do you make your house festive on a budget. And then, obviously, the most important, let's focus on the things that really matter. So we'll be back after this commercial. Hey, have you ever been stuck on how to bring your lessons to life? Well, I just discovered Kiwi Company monthly descriptions of hands-on projects that make learning fun. Their core offering is projects that make learning about STEAM, science, technology, engineering, art, and math accessible, and are designed to spark creativity, tinkering, and learning. You know I love that. Some recent favorite crates are the Slime Lab, popular at my house, Physics Carnival, and Paper Circuits. Kiwi Crate was founded by engineer and mom of three, Sandra Olin, and her deep desire to raise kids with the creative confidence needed to become the next generation of problem solvers and critical thinkers. Did I not just talk about that on this podcast? Couldn't agree more with their mission. I'm so excited to be able to offer you the chance to try them for free. To learn more about their projects for kids ages 2 to 16 and to redeem this exclusive offer, visit kiwico.com slash homeschool to get your first month free today. You'll just need to pay $4.95 for the shipping. Thanks so much and enjoy this free offer. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so Leslie is here. Leslie, if you don't know, Leslie's like one of the, she's that girl that is Pinterest in person. Like, it is so not me. Like, I, I don't ever get on Pinterest because I would start crying if I got on Pinterest. But Leslie, I don't know if she gets on Pinterest, but she is Pinterest. She's probably the one who invented Pinterest and just has never told me because she's so creative. But what's so cool about Leslie is often, like most of us, she does it on a budget. And she's making things beautiful and creative with her kids. And so I thought it would be fun. We thought it would be fun to have her on and talk about Christmas on a budget. So we were talking about food before the break and talking about teacher gifts and things we can give but what about that big Christmas meal that can get expensive like I can't even tell you the amount of money I just spent for Thanksgiving you would like start crying as I almost <laughs> did so how do you do yeah you had quite a crew Christmas? I saw your picture I did that have was a, quite a crew yeah um, well you know so, how do you do Christmas simple is best and I think that on the lean years that it's one of the things that's important is it's like it's okay not to have the Christmas goose. I mean, the big thing. <laughs> and who does one of my goose? I'm so impressed with those people. Favorite, I know, right? Um, <laughs> did you know that some people still make the big pig with the apple in its mouth? Like really? Thing. So, <laughs> so my daughter's boyfriend, his family owns a butcher shop, and. Like, he sent me a picture of him, like, getting this pig ready, and I'm like, for somebody. And I was like, oh, my gosh, people still do that. Yes, some people oh, still have crazy. that Dickens Christmas. But, no, 
Um, one of the great things is just to throw something in your crock pot. If you had a stew and a crusty loaf of bread and a nice salad and a happy little dessert, that's plenty. And that doesn't make you crazy. And let's face it, like crazy mom is not good for Christmas. It's just not. And I think no. one of the things that can be really distracting <laughs> is feeling like, oh, my gosh, I have to make the, you know, fried noodles for Uncle Joe that if I don't do that, he'll be so disappointed and he'll be like, Christmas didn't come. And, you know, you get yourself worked up about meeting everybody's expectations. And I think especially on the lean years, it's like don't go crazy. Go simple. And, I mean, I remember this one Christmas that we were really poor when I was growing up. And this one Christmas Eve, I, I think I was like an, a young adult. And I remember calling my mom, I guess it was Christmas night. I called my mom and said, I'm with all my friends and we don't have anywhere to go. It's Christmas night. You know, can you make us dinner? So my poor mom whipped up this big old pot of clam chowder and had French bread. I mean, we literally, all we had was French bread and clam chowder. But I still remember that. We had the best time. And we sat and played cards and ate clam chowder and and bread. And it was wonderful. You know, and I'm sure my mom was like, okay, what do I have in the cupboard? Clams. Here we go. You know, so... I know. Well, I think the thing we overthink it, or at least I do, and in the early years, I did think it had to be this huge spread. And as I've gotten older, I've simplified it. And what's happened is I get to enjoy it too. And when I did the big feast, I would be in the kitchen and everybody else is still in their pajamas and they're hanging out and they're enjoying their day. And I'm over here stressed out, you know, sweating, trying to cook all this huge meal. And now mommy, yeah, correct. And I'm sorry, this crazy cough. So I started the. I make the chili usually a day or two ahead. I have that, and we just have a big pot of chili. They can have it when they want on Christmas Day, and it's super easy. Now, we do a special breakfast that morning, but, again, usually I make it ahead. And it's something simple. It's cinnamon rolls and pigs in a blanket, which is what they always want, those two things. So we just do that, maybe a breakfast casserole, and that's it. And that allows me to be a part of the day and not stuck in the kitchen and trying to drag a kid in the kitchen with me. But also, a pot of chili is super cheap. I mean, yep. that is something that by the time your budget's gone from all the, you know, presents, a pot of chili is something that you can afford. So, And and they don't care. In the end, you'll realize they, they don't. really don't care. They don't. No, I think we care the more than they do. I think you and I like to eat more than they do. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. By the like, I care. Really I fantasize about the food. I'm always <laughs> fantasizing about you my do. next meal. You are such a food <laughs> <sighs> You love a good meal. Well, okay, so how about making the house festive? I mean, I love, you know, I love food is probably not my gig as much as you, but, boy, decorating a house, I just get such pleasure out of that. Um, and I know the things I've done in the lean years. What about you? What have, what have you done to make your house festive in the lean years? Copied you. <laughs> <laughs> and made it better. Well, no, I'm like, I'm not a decorator person. Like, literally, if anything looks because you put it there or something, but um, yeah, I don't know. But well, no, I'm I'm not kidding because I remember one of the things that you used to do that I thought was just the coolest thing. And I'm sorry that my phone is beeping. I don't know how to fix that. But one of the coolest things that you used to do was you would go cut like greenery from outside, like magnolia, 
branches and lay those out with lights or candles or whatever. And I thought that was the prettiest, most elegant thing I've ever seen. I still try and do that, except in my new house, I don't have a magnolia tree, so it's very depressing. So Mr. Eggers needs to uh, plant me magnolia trees. Oh, you need to drive over here. I've got like 17 of them. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I do. That that is my number one thing to decorate with is fresh greenery from your yard. You have it. You just might not know it. bushes. Go out there and wander around. Go cut cut it down. (laughs) Hack it off. Yep. Hack it off. Um, and it makes the most beautiful. I mean, right now, my mantle is nothing fancy. It is a bunch of natural greenery, pine, and um, light. That's it. It's a pine yep. cone. And I have rosemary. I have this giant rosemary bush. And if you plant rosemary, you can pull that. You know, um, I cut that down, and it looks enough like pine, and it smells so good. Yeah. I'll tie that up and put that in places. Um but I love that. And two candles, like little kids love candles. If you light a candle for a meal and you don't normally do that, they get so excited about a candle. They do. I remember years ago, my first homeschool conference ever was with Sally Clarkson. And Sally oh. Clarkson was talk. I know, right? And she was mm-hmm. talking about creating a beautiful environment for your family. And she was a huge fan of candles. And you know me, I'm a huge fan of candles. And so um, I think back then I started, you know, almost 20 years ago now, lighting candles at meals. And I, that rarely do we have a meal at the table where I don't have candles on the table. Um, it does set the tone. There's something about it that is just lovely. And they're very inexpensive. And so I like you. And, and I don't, like if you were to, you would see that even today, even though it's not one of the lean years necessarily, I don't like, it doesn't look like Christmas was thrown up in my house. I keep my same decorations that I do throughout the year, and I sprinkle a little bit of Christmas throughout my regular decorations. Because what that does for me, it's less stressful than to pull everything out, take everything away, and, it, it, you know, it's just cheaper that way, just to keep what you had. And then, you know, for example, if you were to – and I'll take a picture of it. If you were to look at my uh, buffet table, <clears throat> my hutch or whatever it's called – you know, you'll see my regular decorations, and I stuck a few Santas. I put a little uh, Christmas tree mixed in with my other stuff. So that keeps you on budget as well. Yes, I think um, that, you know, mixing stuff up, too. I, I tend to do stuff the same way all every year and put things in the same spot. I don't know about you, but um Especially if you I rarely do that, help. actually. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. yeah um, but I, if you I let your kids idea. help, I'm always surprised. It's like one year I let my daughter set up our village, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's amazing. Because she did. we have, like, the Department 56 little people and all of that. But she did it with the fun playfulness of, you know, it's like a dollhouse. And so um, it was fun to include her in that as well. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think when they're little, too, we're all freaked out about the tree, and the tree looks lopsided because if we let them decorate it, then they've put all the ornaments on one side, and there's nothing on the back. And I'm guilty oh gosh, of when I went to so bed, I'd go back and rearrange it, right? Okay, we right? have the but, clump, clump, clump <laughs> tree right now. Like, I don't know what it was, but they all – some one kid decided they were going to hang all their ornaments together, and then they all did it. And so we have these clumps. And so my OCD, like, I so want to go undo it all, but I'm, like, sitting on my hands. Yeah, because in the end, again, they're going to remember decorating that tree that way. It's That's their tree. That's what they're going to remember. And it, like, it doesn't it's matter. It's their right? tree. 
I remember I was such a white light girl, and I remember my kids demanding that we had color lights. And I'm like, excuse me? We don't do colored lights in this house. And that lasted about 30 seconds before I'm like, no way. Of course we do colored lights in this house. We can do white lights later. So, you know, well, for and years I think, we did dude, That's lights. like a huge adjustment, though, for people because – I don't know about you, but when I first got married, I wanted Martha Stewart. Like, I really did. I wanted that perfect. I just had this picture in my head of what things are going to be like, you know. When I have children, mm-hmm. they'll always be clean and have pretty bows in their hair. And, yeah, I don't know what I had going on in there. But one of the things that I did have was this, you know, vision of what our Christmas tree was going to look like. And this is, to me, is the funniest thing. So um, was it the first year? I think it was the year we got engaged or it was the first year we were married and I asked Brendan what he wanted for Christmas and he said that he wanted the Hallmark Star Trek ornament for the tree (laughs) and it's like I looked at him like what you know like we're not gonna have a nerdy spaceship on my Martha Stewart tree what are you even thinking (laughs) you know and and so I just kind of blew it off you know and so I didn't buy it for him, obviously, because who would, you know? And so <laughs> Christmas morning came, and he was legitimately, like, so upset that he didn't get the ornament. Like, he was awesome. so depressed. And, and I Please felt tell really me you bad. Please him the ornament. I felt so bad. Well, the next year, I was, I was asking him what he wanted for Christmas, and I remembered that, and I had, I had kind of become a better wife over that course of that year because you know you go through your little newlywed power struggles or whatever and so um I said oh would you like one of those Star Trek ornaments and he looked at me he's like no because there's no point in having any of them if you don't have the enterprise and And so I went hunting and on eBay and like found the dang enterprise. And so every year that's what he gets. Now, here's the funny part about that. Every year, the big highlight is hanging the, the, the space ones in deep space near the trunk. So all the ships are in deep space, deep inside the tree, and they're all lit up. So it looks really cool, like, if you spread the branches and look in there. Nobody sees them anyway, so I was all upset over nothing. But the kids love looking in and seeing deep space inside of our tree. Oh, my gosh. And so that's, that's one of hilarious. our best holiday traditions is something that at first I was like, oh, my gosh. You know. We are messing up our traditions podcast. We're giving away all the secrets I'm on the so budget sorry. podcast. They're getting a two oh, for one. Okay. No, they can do that. They can do that. But um, I think just to sum up making the house festive, use what you have. You don't have to overdo it. You don't have to be Martha Stewart. You probably have greenery somewhere. And, again, as your friends, it's fun to do a swap on that, too, because mm-hmm. your tastes change and your friends' tastes change. But what they might be getting rid of, you absolutely love. So instead yes. of doing you know, of go buy something, do a re-gift of Christmas decorations or something like that and kind of shop from each other. That's oh, what you know, I also want to add on that, especially when we're talking about little kids, it's like little kids are sensory creatures. So when you're talking about the environment of your home, you want to think about what are they hearing. Have Christmas music on, even if you don't play music a lot. You know, have Handel's Messiah or something unusual playing in your home or the Hallmark the Christmas movies in the background. <laughs> yes, that's you. Um, <laughs> I'm not in our home. 
complain. Smells like a little bit of apple juice in a pan. Don't leave it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, don't forget about it because it will boil down eventually and burn your pot. I've done that before. But some cinnamon and nutmeg and spices just simmering. You know, a little cup of apple yeah. juice. I keep a jug yeah. of cheap apple juice just specifically for that. So you have that good smell in your home, even if you're not cooking an apple pie at the moment, you know, that everything smells good. But try to think about those senses. And I also think giving them something that they can touch, like little kids need to be able to touch things. I mean, they will touch your nativity scene. So, I mean, to be able to let them have maybe one you got at the thrift store to play with and move around, that kind of thing. But think about yeah, there's, the sensory there's aspect. kid-friendly ones. That's great. There's plenty of kid-friendly nativities, and I have, like, my mom's nativity that is, like, my, you know, treasure, and it's kept high because I don't want to tempt little fingers um, on that. But I have, like, Playmobil little nativities and different things like that that are just right at the level of the grand boys, with the grand boys, with the little – my grandsons, when they come over – they can get right into that, and they can play with that, and they can touch it. So you're right. They do need lots of things for sensory, things that smell good, things that they can taste. That goes back to making cooking together. Again, we've always talked about how cooking together is probably one of the best things you can do for your child's brain and for memory making. So every year, do something together, and we'll talk more about that on traditions, but you that's pretty cheap too. Baking is cheap. That's a nice thing. So if you're on a budget, that is something you can do. Well, let's wrap this one up, Les, um, on focusing on what really matters. Um, how do you do that? And, again, we're talking about budgets. Well, how do you do that on a budget anytime? How do you focus on Christmas and what really matters with your kids? Well, I think um, trying to have a schedule during the holidays, like where you have some kind of meeting together as a family, whether it's a morning time or if it's over an evening meal, doing a devotional, doing an Advent devotional. We're doing a Jesse Tree um, devotional this year. Um, we're using Ann Voskamp's Unwrapping the Greatest Gift. And I got invited to this awesome ornament exchange where everyone made one, everybody made 27 of one of the Jesse Tree ornaments, and then we all exchanged. So I finally have my own little set of Jesse Tree ornaments. So we're using that particular thing to focus on the spiritual aspect. And, and like, over the years, like, you and I have done an Advent Bible study that was so good. Come thou, what was it? Do you remember the name of that Advent study, no. Kathy? Okay, I will find nope. it and we'll put it up on the show. <laughs> but, yeah. but that was a really great, we just did it with a bunch of girlfriends where we met once a week and, and read a chapter every week. And that was really neat, exploring that together. But I think staying focused on the fact that hope came into the world and hope came into the muck. And and I think, too, for we have so many friends who are struggling this Christmas and are just have faced loss or illness. Um, and it just feels like life is so messy that it's hard to celebrate. And I'm yeah. sure that people are listening, that there's people that are thinking, you know, that are just dreading that their goal is just to get through it. And yeah. and I think the thing is, is that Jesus came to the messiest, dirtiest place and laid in that major to take on 
all of our mess and nail it to the cross. And that's, I mean, he came for the mess to deal with it. Well, and I think that's, and I think that's so important for us as the adults to stay focused. I think trying to convey that to our little biddies is a little bit more challenging for them to understand the depth of what you just said so beautifully. So I, I think um, some ways to show them that is that, you know, even in your lean years, there are people who need help even more than you do. Yes. Oh, most 100%. Of us, yeah. Most of us would say, even in our lean years, if we're comparing it to the world, we are still above and beyond your average person. And so, you know, I know we try and find a way to give back, whether it's going and volunteering, we're all going down to do the Operation Christmas Child packing next week or <clears throat> going to a soup kitchen or, you know, finding a family. I remember as a kid that was probably one of the things that impacted me the most about giving is that my dad would find a family that needed help. And this wasn't like through, an, through a mission. This wasn't through a nonprofit organization where he got a discount. He just in life, because he's a real estate agent, would meet these families who needed help, and he would take that on. Our family would take on that family. And I thought, what a great way to do it, because it was quiet. It was just between you and them. And I remember the day we would show up with all the gifts and the ham and all those things. And so I think one way to live out that hope and to help our kids see that is that we would find someone to impact, someone that has less than we do and impact them this holiday season. To me, that's a great way to focus our kids on what really matters. Well, and I think, too, even if you feel like you don't have anything to give, you have your kids make some pictures and go down to an assisted living facility and let them interact. And you will see how their faces just so brighten just to even see children and to see youth and movement and <laughs> see a paper chain. And, you know, it just so, brings back for them so many memories and, and yes. all of that. And so so don't a let years it ago. stop you. You know, if you feel like you can't afford to give anything to anybody, your, the gift of your presence and your time um, for some people is so important. So a couple of years ago, we lived that out, the kids and I. We decided to go to an assisted living home near our house. And now those of you who know me know that singing is not my gift. I have some gifts. Singing is not one of them. But we decided that we as a family were going to go sing. So, like, all the people came and sat in the room like we were professional singers, right? You would have, I mean, they were, like, getting around to probably 75 people. And we stand up there, the kids and I, and we just start singing Christmas songs. And it was terrible. I mean, we're terrible. But afterwards, every person, boy, they wanted to touch our hand and they wanted to look in our eye and they wanted to tell us the story of their, you know, favorite song and how they remembered it. And it was one of my favorite things that I have done as a mom is just to load them in the car. And it was not planned. We just kind of walked in and said, is there any way we can come and sing? And they said, yes. And they gathered people. And it was, it was lovely. No one said, oh, my gosh, you sing terrible. No, it was fabulous. So don't let your limitations stop you from loving on someone else. There are so many ways um, to do that. So any final thoughts on um, living a uh, holiday in the lean years last week? Close it up. Do you want to tell them about our sale that we have going on? Because that would oh, help yeah. in the lean um, years. Well, right now we are trying to do something a little bit extra fun. We are giving away a stocking supper with every curriculum. Um and so, for example, some of the stocking stuffers. So, are, okay. So, for example, our Arctic set, which is like our sensory snow kit with our 
our instant snow, which is not messy and that they can play with for a couple weeks. Um, with all the Arctic animals, it's great imaginary play. Our pond water beads and a frog life cycle set, our color mixing kit, and we've got some, I've word have it that the elves are making some Christmas water beads for everyone. Oh, perfect. And so we've got some fun stocking st- stuffers to add into your curriculum purchases this month and so so that which are already on sale right we put a big we put it on sale the curriculum here's the other thing about the curriculum if you have it's something that you're like okay well we can't afford this curriculum but we really want it to me this is the perfect gift to tell grandparents aunt and uncles if they don't know what to buy your children just say hey you know what if you could just purchase this for our family it would be huge and i think they get it now for like 130 bucks or somewhere in that range Plus, they get the stocking stuffers that range from twelve to seventeen dollars. Plus, the water beads to five dollars. So you're getting about, you know, let's say about sixty bucks of stuff for free by the time you do the discount and all that. So that's a great thing to do. Tell your family members well, this is the perfect present for us. And I think the other thing, what you're giving them, is a year full of really um, rich activity that doesn't involve a screen yeah. that um, is. All activity that encourages their development in in all kinds of different ways, mentally, physically, spiritually, um, you're giving them a year of that. And so that's a great gift. It is a great gift. All right, so next week, Les, we're going to do another podcast. We are going to talk about traditions on this one. We, we gave you a sneak peek today. So everybody join Leslie and I again next week as we talk about our favorite holiday traditions. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, Les. Bye.